Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. Hour number two coming at you. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on KDWN 101.5 FM 7.20 AM. It is the talk of Las Vegas. This station so nice. It's on your dial twice. And we are going to be going over everything that's been happening in pro wrestling. Of course, first hour pretty much nailed the Vince McMahon situation down pretty hard. So we've already covered that. So we get to go into the ring with Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. Mr. DeFalco, how's your morning going? Uh, getting ready for the uh, last week of uh, football season. So, you know, got some bets going. So I'm, I'm ready to roll, you know. Not, nothing beats, uh, you know, the playoffs in football. What? But I'll tell you, it's been, it's been a crazy last few weeks because I haven't been on. And it was like, you know, one of the guys we trained, Bonner died and, Baloney got arrested for murder. It's like, geez, this has been mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, with uh, everything that happened with the Buffalo Bills game, and good Lord, this has been uh, this has been something else, that's for sure. So, you know, we'll try to bring a little sanity into it by diving into professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> that's not happening. But uh, let's uh, get into some of the things that have happened over the past uh, couple of weeks, because obviously we didn't do a show on New Year's Day. I I, I think I want to start off, Joe, with the return of Charlotte Flair. And I was thinking they were going to hold this off until the Royal Rumble, but she pops up after Ronda Rousey beats Raquel Rodriguez uh, on SmackDown on a very interesting show, the same edition where John Cena was on. But all of a sudden, after that match is over, Charlotte comes out and challenges Ronda to a championship match, and after these two had gone at it just a, a few months ago in a I quit match that was you know pretty solid match, we got a forty second Charlotte Flair victory for her fourteenth women's champ world championship. Joe, what'd you think? Uh, was this the right time to bring Charlotte back? Did this make sense? How do you feel about that? You know, obviously uh, SmackDown airs uh, earlier. Uh, on the East Coast. So, you know, I'm scrolling down, and all of a sudden I'm on Facebook, and it says something about Charlotte Flair. And I'm like, what? What? I, you know, is is this somebody's, like, you know, memory from a year or two ago or whatever? And then it's like, now I got to go check. And it's like, Charlotte Flair is the champ. Like, where did this come from? Like, I don't understand how that's not something that you would want to build over uh, a Ronda Rousey. Uh, being where she's at, you know, uh, basically the the top woman on the show. And it's like, I, I don't see the upside. It's like, oh, okay, Charlotte Flair, she's a champ again. It's like, oh, okay, that's happened a million times. And she'll lose the belt in a month. And it's like, I, I don't see the value myself. You know, I understand she's one of the best that is doing it, but 
you know, everything you would think needs a story and there, there's no story. And it's like, oh, well, now Ronda cuts a promo and, yeah, that's great that her and Baszler are going to go after the tag belts, and I think it's something that, yeah, it, it could be a little bit uh, fresh by having the, the horsewoman uh, getting the belts, but it was just like out of nowhere. And, and sometimes you, you shake your head and you wonder, like, what was the benefit of even doing that? It's like it, it's the same rotation system anyway. And I, I, I can't be that excited about seeing Charlotte Flair wrestle one of the same 20 people she's going to wrestle that she's been wrestling for the last 10 years. Yeah, I was really caught off guard because I figured they would have saved that, you know, maybe for the Rumble for her to come back. You know, it has been about eight months since she had taken the time off. She had gotten married to Andrade. I, I don't know. I just, you know, I, I was really looking forward to maybe seeing Raquel Rodriguez get a pretty good push out of this. And now all of a sudden, you know, kind of your, your new person who is really doing well and getting the fans behind her is just, she's buried. She's buried. I mean, nobody's talking about Raquel Rodriguez anymore. And and, and now we got, we got awkward baby face, Charlotte Flair, who never seems to work as a baby face. Yeah, and and it was really surprising. I mean, yeah, did she get a great reaction? Well, of course she did. You know, she popped up. Had she been gone yeah, for a while? Every, but, but it was everybody done. pops for a title change, right? And, and I feel like it was just done to do something big on that show because, of course, that SmackDown show was the one where John Cena returned in that tag team matchup uh, to team with Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Like, I I think it was just more to get attention than anything else, and. You know, it's to me that was that hurts your long term storytelling for the SmackDown women's division. It just it just didn't feel right. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, uh, we've seen it numerous times, and it's hard to just be excited about her next run. It's just like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, that's how I look at it, and I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of people look at it. Yeah, and that that SmackDown because there were there were a few other things that that took place on there too, and you know I wanted I do want to get your reaction to the Intercontinental Champion Gunther, who looks like he's going to be tangling with Braun Strowman. Uh, what are your thoughts about that match? It, you know, it's going to be an interesting, hard hitting series between the two of them. Uh, you know, and of course, the rumors that it's leading up to Gunther against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, which would be absolutely incredible. But uh, are you excited about Gunther and Braun Strowman? Yeah, it, it's something that's new and fresh, and and that's all you can ask for. It's like, you know, we're putting together our few cars that we got coming up, and 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 the number one thing, and it's easier for us to do because we don't run as many shows. But again, we have a lot of the same people that we've had for five or ten years, and it's like, how do you make something fresh for the fans to be excited about? Just because they show up. That that's only the first part of it. You, they need to be excited about what's going on. I don't I don't know how many people were excited about seeing Braun Strowman and Ricochet as a tag team, but seeing him and Gunther for the Intercontinental Title, I think that has some juice to it. It's like you look at that match and you say, "Wow, you know who's going to win?" I'm not sure. And those are the best matches that you can have are ones that you're not sure who's going to win because you can get a little more invested in it 
you know, as, as good as they were giving Ricochet a push, you didn't really think he was going to get the title back. You know what I mean? You, you, you felt that it wasn't his time. And now it's like, oh, Strowman's been back. He hasn't done a, done a lot. You know, this could be a position to where he takes the belt from a guy, but that guy's hot. His group is hot. I'm not sure who's going to win. So now it makes me want to see that match because it's two big guys that are going to beat the crap out of each other. So, you know, if you're not the guy who wants to see all the high-flying, nonstop excitement and want to see, you know, two big guys battle it out, I don't know if you can do much better than those two. Yeah, and one thing I think that it it this is all lead a follow from the uh, series that when he was Walter had with Ilya Dragunov in NXT that you saw those hard hitting matches and everybody was saying, "Man, that you know the match of the year candidates there. Those matches were amazing. People were talking about him, and now you're taking." You, you, you know, Dragunov was a smaller guy, and now you're putting Gunther in the ring with Sheamus. You're putting him in the ring with Braun Strowman, and really testing this and testing him, and you know, putting him in there with people that are physically intimidating, and you know, just it, it, to me, it's going to create something. If they, if they are leading up to Brock Lesnar, man, what a way to do it! I mean, these matches are going to be just brutal painful tough to watch at some points i'm and sure quick. And, and and quick too that that is a possibility but yeah that, i think this will be this will be a lot of fun so we'll see what what gunther is i i just hope imperium gets involved in the the tag team uh picture at some point but yeah we'll see about that um also happening on that smackdown card bray wyatt got attacked by uncle howdy and now we have a mountain dew pitch black match Oh, dear Lord. I, I don't even know what to say about this. It's going to be Ellie Knight and Bray Wyatt at the Royal Rumble in a pitch black match. Joe, if you had to do a pitch black match, what do you think this thing is going to be? Well, when I think of pitch black, I'm thinking you can't see your opponent. So I'm thinking one of the most horrendous matches in wrestling history, <laughs> which is the blindfold match. Yes. And I really don't have much interest in seeing that. The last time, I don't know if it was Jake the Snake or whoever it was, he would peek under and that's how he beat Rick Martell or whatever it was. But, uh, you know, I got to give all the credit in the world that, you know, thank goodness they got my guy uh, L.A. Knight out of the maximum male models because he is really, you know, we knew, I knew just from the years of working with him that, he isn't going to get buried by anybody uh, in a microphone exchange. And as good as Bray Wyatt is, L.A. Knight has definitely held his own, and it's really, you know, made people, you know, pay attention a little bit. Like, he he was put on the main roster, did the maximum male models. I thought it was the worst thing. It's like, man, there's no way for him to get over in this. You know, he's in with a bunch of jabrones that aren't going to win any matches. And the one thing I hate about managers are I love managers, but if you're a manager and you come in and you can't even help your team win, it's not going to help you at all. Like right. managers have to win matches. That's the reason why they're there. They're that extra guy at ringside and LA Knight, you know, he got, he's always had his catchphrases and, and even when he was with us, the thing was people wanted to hear him talk, even though he was a heel, 
in most cases, you see a lot of times the heel starts talking and it's what, what. You don't want to hear from the heel. But he's entertaining enough that you want to hear him. You may root against him during the match. And that's how he was with us. Once the match started, they booed him. But they always wanted to hear what he had to say. And, you know, I can't wait for the L.A. Knight and Uncle Howdy versus Bray Wyatt and his his partner. I can't wait for the uh, tag match that's going to come up. Yeah, we'll see. That That is definitely a possibility. I just The one thing that scares me about this that could screw L.A. Knight up is the last time that WWE did a branded match like this where they had a, a corporate sponsorship was that horrendous, painful, worst match of the year uh, lumberjack match with uh, The Miz and Damian Priest where they had the zombies from Night of the Living Dead. And that thing was just a horrendous train wreck of a match. And I'm just hoping that somebody wasn't sitting around and saying, let's get some money out of out of PepsiCo and you know, we'll come up with a pitch black thing and it's going to be terrible. That's what, that's the one thing that I'm worried about because you, you, you hurt, you could hurt both of these guys pretty badly if this match is bad. So I, I'm curious to see yeah, what they're going to do. It's possible, but uh, all, all I can see them is in the dark, somebody pouring Mountain Dew on each other. So, <laughs> well, Joe, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's what you like to watch, I guess. But <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the other match, you know, of course, we had Sheamus and Solo Sokoa on that card. Great match. And then uh, we had the main event with John Cena and Kevin Owens taking on Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. And I'll be honest with you, I was a little disappointed on this. I, I was expecting some more to come out of this than it just kind of being a match. And, you know, Roman and Sami got into it uh, this last week on SmackDown, but... Yeah, it was fun seeing John Cena drew a big number and reminded everybody why John is one of the you know best to ever do it. But I don't know. I was just kind of a little let down. I mean, how, how did you feel about that? I think it's kind of that, you know, as WCW used to be known for the bait and switch, and it's like John Cena's back, and he didn't do very much. No. But that that sets up for him down the line. Him showing up was the big deal. And now, when he comes back again, wrestling is going to be the big deal. Just having him there was 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 a major thing. He's involved with Roman Reigns. He comes out to help Owens. And again, you know, what partnership should have been there between Owens and John Cena other than, hey, John Cena wants to come and, you know, be on the show. Obviously, you're going to be like, oh, absolutely, this is great. And again, best rating they probably had in a very long time. But they're going to look for uh, John Cena to come back. And again, Hey, maybe if it is Vince McMahon, you know, John Cena wrestles in Austin Theory. I've seen uh, Logan Paul's name thrown around. So I think if John Cena's showing up at a random SmackDown, there's a good chance that he's showing up for a major spot at WrestleMania. Yeah, you would have to imagine that's going to happen. And, yeah, I have heard that Logan Paul rumor, too. Uh, And I still, from what I understand, the plans are still Austin Theory. But, you know, Logan Paul's an intriguing name if he's healed up and ready to go. Boy, I'll tell you what, you're, you've got two celebrities duking it out in there. That that would be an interesting match and uh, certainly draw a lot of attention for a Los Angeles WrestleMania. Oh, without a doubt. And Logan Paul has proven that he can go. 
So, you know, him and Cena, you know, that becomes, uh, I, I think, a bigger deal than, than Theory. Yeah, no doubt. I, I would probably rather see that match with Logan Paul than uh, with Austin Theory. So, yeah, it's very intriguing. Uh, and I'll tell yeah. you what, let's, uh, why don't we take our break now, and when we come back, we had another big return happen in Japan, if you didn't hear about this one. And uh, you know, we've been waiting for this lady to come back for a while. Different name, but same old, same old uh eccentric personality when we come back you'll find out who that was on the mark hoke show here on kdwn 1015 fm 720 a.m stick around we'll be right back one oh one five fm k don this is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, let's bring it back for some more of the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here in Las Vegas. Very happy to have you with us on KDWN 1015 FM 720 AM. We are the talk of Las Vegas. And just want to remind you again, hey, it's time to place the bets on some of those football games today. I know Joe DeFalco's sure doing it. Go over there to our website, markhokeshow.com, and click on the betonline.ag banner, and you can use that code BOL1000, and you get a 50% matching bonus up to 1000 bucks. So that means if you put $1,000 in, they give you 500 bucks. I can't just hand people 500 bucks all the time, Joe, but I'm doing it today because I'm a sweetheart. So please go on and check that out, and you can bet on professional wrestling, all sorts of stuff. You've got Aussie rules, football, darts, politics, and, of course, all the football games too. So check that out. Uh, just go to markhokeshow.com and click on the betonline.ag banner and make your deposit today. Joe, what's your bet of the day? Uh, I'm not a I'm not a guy who bets like a uh, a particular game or team. I, I in football, I'm I'm a I'm a guy who bets teasers where you get more extra points from from that because the lines are so tight that people do not make money if you if you hit sixty percent of your games, you're fantastic. On a teaser, uh, it, it, it's a lot better and. You know, when you're teasing a guy, a team that needs to get into the playoffs, they may not win by the six points like Jacksonville yesterday. They were favored by six points. They scored a late touchdown. They won by four. So with the teaser, I know I'm clear because I'm getting seven, 10, 13 points on the teaser. So all you're doing is anytime you see a bunch of close games, you know Joe won money. When last, which two weeks ago, every single team covered the teaser. Last week, a whole bunch of teams didn't. And I lost a lot of money. So, you know, all I ask for is close games in the NFL. There you go. So, once again, it's uh, go to markhokeshow.com and click on the betonline.ag banner. It's on the front page and the sponsor page. And you can, you know, maybe do what Joe did and take some of his advice and, you know, not lose money like Mr. DeFalco did. But, but I, I do like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. They need, they need the game. And the guy who took that horrific hit, 
that most people thought wasn't going to live. And now he's doing so much better. I think they're, I think, I think they're ready to go out and destroy the team they have to play because they, A, they need the game and B, it's like, let's win one for, for the guy. So. Yeah, I think New England's in the world are hurt today. That's, uh, that's not going to be a good game for them. Well, we, we teased a little bit and she is back. Sasha Banks has made her return. Of course, she is not Sasha Banks anymore. That was her WWE name. We are now dealing with Mercedes Monet, who popped up at Wrestle Kingdom 17 in the Tokyo Dome, uh, challenging uh, Kyrie, who's the uh, new IWGP champion. Kind of messed up her new finisher a little bit. Uh, she's working on something different in there. But, uh, Joe, your impressions of the return of Mercedes Monet, and also, of course, she was being teased that she's going to be Soraya's partner in this uh, tag team match coming up on AEW Dynamite. Now, they set up this thing with Tony Storm that she's going to be Soraya's partner, but a lot of rumors are flying around that that's going to change. So your thoughts on the return of Mercedes Monet, and are we going to see her on AEW this coming week? Uh, I think that the hype is there. I think I'm not really enthralled either way. Like it, it's not a big deal to me. I, I don't see it as as a a game changer. And I think in Japan she's going to struggle. They made a lot. They're paying her, from what I understand, tons of money. And I'm not sure she's moving the needle there. In AEW, you know, we've seen it big debuts four months later they're all forgotten about so it's hard for me to get excited about something when i've seen the track record over the three or four years uh however long aew has done it they've brought in people and even the former page it's like it's like she was brought back with big fanfare and now it's just another person on the roster so uh She's going to have to do an awful lot for me to think that it's going to be any different than it's been in the past. You know, one thing that I saw a comment about, and I, I did agree with this because I watched the video from when she made her appearance at Wrestle Kingdom, was I wish she would have spoken some Japanese because the one thing that I noticed was, and and if, if you haven't watched a lot of Japanese wrestling, the crowds are different. They're a little more subdued. It's more of like gentle applause and then, you know, the, the crowd going absolutely crazy like you'll see on a WWE or AEW show. But it, it just seemed very surreal. And I don't know how much the crowd really understood what she was saying because she didn't speak in Japanese. So I, I don't know. I, I felt a little I felt a little let down by it. No, it was well, cool to see how there, many but, of the, you know. How many New Japan wrestling fans were that aware of Sasha Banks? And if they were, who really looked at her as a big deal? She In WWE, there were 10 women that were probably at her level. You know, you had Becky Lynch, you got Charlotte Flair, you got Rousey. She's just one of them. It isn't, it isn't like Hulk Hogan came over. Yeah, I agree. I I almost wonder, you know, of course, WWE, after 
she and Naomi had their falling out and walked out of Monday Night Raw and never came back. You know, I WWE just said, yeah, okay, you know, go do your thing. And I I think Sasha may have overplayed her hand a little bit here. You know, like you well, said, she she's... Gets- She's, she, but she's getting a lot of money, so I, yeah, I guess she <laughs> she did she did the right thing. But I'll be honest with you: if Naomi, I could book on my show, I would probably book Tessa Blanchard or Taya instead, because Naomi's price tag would probably be ten times what those are, and I'm pretty sure Naomi is not going to make. A hundred people say, I wasn't going to that FSW show, but I'm going there and I'm going to buy the meet and greet and I'm going to spend all this money where I could get my money back. And, you know, it's a lot different with the bigger companies and AEW, you know, again, that's a big deal. They get, they get the, they get Sasha Banks. Oof. It was like, well, Paige was a big deal at one point and, Oh my God, they got Miro, and oh my God, they got this person, and oh my God, they got CM Punk, and it, and it, it bumps everything. Even CM Punk, who was considered you know the biggest get in forever, the the ratings were the same as they were two years ago after he got the initial bump. So uh, I'm not sure there's anybody other than if maybe Brock Lesnar showed up, where people in a different company would be like, oh my God, this is massive. I I just don't see anything like that as massive in any way. If she shows up, you know, the, the internet marks are going to go crazy. And then three weeks later, she's just going to be somebody else on the show. Is she going to be Jade Cardgill? Who knows? Nobody else has. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think if, if I'm Naomi, I would want to get involved with the bloodline. And of course her husband's one of the uses. So, you know, that would kind of make sense and just take it from there and make her money. But yeah, who knows? It's uh, this is going to, be pretty intriguing uh, when she comes back as well. So, yeah. well, um, yeah, and, and it's hard to build your brand because now she's not Naomi. Now she's somebody else. And yeah, how many people don't too. know that? How many people don't know that Paige is Soraya? Yeah, and you know, and I, and I think it was you know it was such a long time since she'd been in the ring that. And, and and really, you know, when she cut some promos early on, they just weren't very good. You know, she was super nervous, and you know, just wasn't it wasn't clicking. And I and I, you know, you only get a one chance to make a first impression, and I just didn't think that she really came through when she showed up. So, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with her either. You know, this will be you know a fun tag match for her against uh, Britt Baker and uh, Jamie Hader, but you know, the crowd's so over for for Jamie and Britt that. You know, I don't. I don't think people are really too excited about her either. So, yeah, they will be if she comes out with Snoop Dogg. But other than that, I don't know if it's a big deal. Yeah. So, so intriguing happenings going on there uh, with some of the ladies of professional wrestling. Uh, you know, you mentioned CM Punk, and I did want to bring this one up. If if you hadn't seen this, uh, Dax Harwood from FTR has started a podcast, which apparently vaulted to the top of the charts. And uh, rubbed a few people's feathers the wrong way, saying that he wants CM Punk back. He wants everybody to come together and work all this out and get him back in the ring in AEW. Uh, what are your thoughts about about that? Because, you know, I've, I've been saying for a while the money's there to be made if, if Punk would come back and, you know, would get in a feud with the elite, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. 
uh, you know, do you think that the bridge has burned too much or you know, should AEW try to get this thing worked out? One thing we've learned in the advent of social media and the internet is that wrestlers couldn't stand each other 30 years ago. We just didn't really know about it. Now everybody knows about it. This guy has a podcast. That guy has a podcast. This is what I think. That's what I think. We never used to hear that. You know, that's why it used to be a big deal when you got the information from a Dave Meltzer and people always want to know. And it's like, it's funny because some of these, you know, you see people and it's like, oh, you know, everybody wants to ruin everything with spoilers. Yeah, people want to know. You know, they, they want to be able to tell their friends, hey, they because they think they got the inside scoop on all that stuff. And in the past, a fight, oh, what happened with Hogan and Beefcake and Macho Man and all that stuff at WrestleMania back when they were in Vegas and who was fighting with who supposedly and the accident and whatever happens, nobody cares. Everybody wants to see wrestling. AEW fans love CM Punk. AAW fans love the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega more, but having FTR and CM Punk is definitely something people would talk about wrestling Omega and the Young Bucks. The guy's under contract. You're paying a guy one, two, three million dollars a year, and you're just going to pay him off to leave because he got into a fight with somebody. Uh, I don't know. I, that's not good business to me. You know, I, if they can make it work, sure. You know, is he a cancer or, you know, and then I've also heard, you know, Chris Jericho's leading the charge of, uh, you know, not wanting him to be there. Well, it's not Chris Jericho's company. You know, he has an opinion and it's a very valuable opinion, but it's up to Tony Khan who seems to not have a problem allowing a CM Punk to say everything he said right in front of his face. So if he allowed him to say it, well, he said it. Now it led to a fight. Why should that change the relationship of whether he's going to wrestle for me or not? It's kind of like hearing the story of, oh, well, you know, we tried to bring Miro back, but, uh, you know, he didn't like that creative decision of him coming back to lose this match. It's like, who cares what he did? You want to be paid? You do what we tell you to do. So, you know, as, as a wrestling promoter, yeah, I get it. You try to appease the people that have been with you that are loyal to you. You try to make sure they get on the bigger shows. Things happen. Uh, you know, we got an event coming up on Friday, and uh, a representative WWE is going to be there. And in turn, it's my responsibility to make sure people that have been loyal and worked hard for me that maybe they weren't supposed to be on that show now they're going to be on that show because I want to make sure the guys that have been there for me when I needed them, well, I want to make sure they're going to get an opportunity to be seen in front of somebody who might be able to help their career. And that's what it's all about. You know, take care of the people who take care of you. And if CM Punk you think is going to make you money, I don't care what Chris Jericho has to say. I appreciate it, but – I'll make sure Chris Jericho doesn't work CM Punk if, if he's that adamant about it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think that if if they can clean this mess up, then go for it. And the, the bottom line is, is you got to make the money. And the the opportunity to make money and capitalize on what happened, you know, I, and, I'm, and I'm blanking on the promoter that I that 
have this sign up and it said that personal issues make money. Uh, you know, this is this is an opportunity for them if they can they can clean this up and yeah, why let punk sit out and just get a paycheck? You know, get him back to work if he can. So you think you think uh, Matt Hardy really wanted to work with Edge, but when he lost his job, it was about being paid again. And I'll tell you what, Matt Hardy came back and and the program with Edge was great over Lita. But go go watch the matches. Matt Hardy never won. Uh, you know, he came back basically to put over edge, but it got him back in the good graces with the company. And he made a lot of money after that. And it was good business because people cared because it was a real life situation. You know, Matt Hardy's best friend edge is sleeping with Matt Hardy's girlfriend. Yeah. I, that was one of the most incredible storylines in professional wrestling history for sure. So yeah, it, Hey, you do what you got to do. All right. Uh, let's... Yeah, and then they they pushed that envelope on there, and then they had the uh, the the, the sh- they had the bed in the ring. They they went full force with that. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. All right. Well, speaking of full force, we're gonna go full force in our final segment coming up here on the Mark Hoke Show. We've got all sorts of interesting news from AEW and some news about what's gonna be going on at WrestleMania. Are they actually listening to Mark Oak? I don't know. I mean, but it might not be a bad idea. But we appreciate you listening to the show. So stick around for more here on the Mark Oak Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. We will be right back. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 101.5 101.5 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, we're back here on KDWN 101.5 FM 720 AM. The talk of Las Vegas, the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment in Sin City and around the world. And I've got Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling with me as we wrap up the show. Uh, Joe, a few title changes in a couple different places, and I wanted to get your thoughts on a few of these. Of course, at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, we've got a couple new champions as Kenny Omega knocks off Will Ospreay in what everyone is saying is probably going to be a, a match of the year contender there. Um 
So Kenny Omega is the new IWGP United States champion. And, of course, uh, Okada beats Jay White, wins the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship back. Uh, so a couple interesting matches there. What are your thoughts on what took place at Wrestle Kingdom aside from Mercedes Monet showing up? Well, I think Okada winning opens the door because a lot of people seem to believe that uh, Jay White uh, might show up in AEW or WWE. The problem is, you know, he was the guy in Japan for for a while. Like when he goes to WWE, would 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 he start in NXT? I'm I'm not sure. Oh God, I couldn't even uh, imagine. Uh, you know, I I, I don't. I don't see him just sliding into the main roster and, you know, unless they're aligning him with, you know, Finn Balor or AJ Styles. But again, I think the casual fan is going to be kind of like, who is this guy? And uh, when it comes to the other one, you know, uh, I'm a little surprised, but obviously Omega and New Japan have made up and he's always been their guy. But Osprey was the guy who, stepped in to be the guy because Omega wasn't there anymore. And to me, it was kind of like a little bit of a shot at, at Osprey because he's New Japan, New Japan, and, oh, Kenny's back. See you later. Thank, th- thanks for everything you did. So it, it kind of surprised me because it seemed like initially at least there was a, a lot of heat between Osprey and Omega. But uh, I guess, you know, Kenny has got – some good friends on the inside and, and they feel that moving forward, he's obviously going to be there a lot. You know, uh, the big news I heard this week, because a lot of our guys work for it, new Japan strong uh, has canceled all their upcoming events, Wow, which is the United States based. And we, it was just opportunities for guys like Gregory Sharp and Jacob Austin Young, as well as it helped guys like Royce Isaacs and Tito Escondido rip, go to Japan and wrestle. And they had a taping coming up actually next week that I was talking to Danny Limelight yesterday because I had seen, I think, Tanahashi posted about it. And talking to some of the guys on the inside, supposedly they're going to be reworking it. And there's a rumor that the New Japan, United States stuff is going to be more involved with uh, the AEW and the Ring of Honor things that are going on. So that is definitely going to be something to look at uh, in the future. That was part of the reason why uh, FTR lost the AAA titles. Right. That, that there's more talk of CMLL in Mexico working with AEW. So there's a lot of bantering going on between the Japanese and Mexican companies uh, mixing in with AEW and stuff. So Yeah, because I had read a while back that they want to mix that in with Ring of Honor a little bit and try and you know pull in a, a larger, wider audience for the Ring of Honor uh, of course, it's going to be an honor club with their new TV shows. So that'll be pretty intriguing. Uh, we also had a, what I, man, over the holiday, I I was really surprised what happened with the AWTNT title. Because you had Samoa Joe knock off Wardlow, cut his ponytail off, and then all of a sudden, Darby Allen comes in and knocks off Samoa Joe this week to win the TNT title back. What did you think of all that? Because I, I'll be frank, I'm a little confused. 
Uh, I think because they probably wanted to get the belt on Darby Allen, and they probably felt that Darby Allen beating Wardlow wouldn't be good for Wardlow, where they maybe wanted to protect him. And I've seen that. It was similar to when in NXT, Keith Lee won the title off Adam Cole and then immediately lost it to Cross. And maybe the feeling was that they didn't want Cross, who towers over an Adam Cole, to beat him because they didn't like the look of it. You know, that's the only thing I could see. I was surprised that they put the TNT title on Samoa Joe, being that he had the Ring of Honor TV title. It was like, did he really need two... You know, it's not having two belts. It's having two really secondary belts. So it's like, why would he need two of them? And now that he lost it that quickly, I'm thinking that could possibly be the reason. People could buy into Wardlow losing to Samoa Joe. doesn't really hurt him. But size differential and the perception, which is the most important thing in wrestling, that if Wardlow was going to lose, losing to a monster like Samoa Joe, is a little different than losing to a guy like Darby Allen. Yeah, I mean, and you can always have Wardlow go back and, you know, get the wins back on Samoa Joe and, you know, put him on the Ring of Honor programming. So, you know, I, I don't know. Was, I, I'm just curious to see where the TNT title's going to go from there. And, uh, you know, we'll find out. I, I also, you know, kind of got a kick out of, uh, you know, Jade Cargill looked good this week. I don't know if you got to see her wrestle, but... She's starting to come around, Joe, and I'll tell you what, that is a superstar in the making if she keeps progressing like she has. She looked fantastic. Yeah, you know, I hear there's a lot of negativity on her, you know, backstage-wise. I know people who've dealt with her, and, you know, they. I don't hear a lot of people saying a lot of good things about her, you know, personally, uh, working you know, with her in the back because, you know, AEW Dark, as you well know, features a lot of younger uh, women talent that they bring in, you know, just to give tryouts to see what they're looking at. And, you know, I've literally talked to a few different people and the response was she's not very nice. So, you know, sometimes things go to people's heads. They they get pushed before they're ready. You know, a lot a lot of people have had to go in there and make her look good yes. when she was incapable of doing it herself. And that was their job. And, 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 you know, that's how people get hired by going in there and making somebody who may not be good enough yet look to look like a superstar. You know, her same thing happened with Wardlow early on. Not that I've ever heard anything negative on that end, but he was a greener guy that they put in a really strong position and they would make sure they would bring in people that would hopefully make him look as strong as possible. And, you know, on your way up is the same as on your way down. You know, treat people with respect, you know, because eventually somebody else is going to be in your position. Yep. So Very true. Very true. Yeah. And, of course, uh, on, on AEW, we now have Brian Danielson. It looks like we're going to be seeing him and MJF. In a potentially in an Iron Man match at AEW Revolution, what do you think of that? Because obviously the mic work's been great, and you're not gonna have to worry about hyping this thing up. What do you think about an Iron Man match between these two guys? Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, I'm 
I don't look at MJF and say, man, I'd love to see an Ironman match with him and Brian Danielson. You know, it's something you think you'd want to see with like Claudio and Brian Danielson. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see because Brian Danielson is considered, you know, one of the top five wrestlers in the world and MJF isn't. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they position that because I don't see MJF losing the title already. So it's going to be interesting to see how they work that. Yeah, that that definitely will be. And then last thing I wanted to hit before we get out of here today was the WrestleMania plans continue to change. And now we're hearing a possibility of Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship, which means Roman Reigns is going to lose it. And, they're just kind of all over the place with this right now, and they're not knowing if The Rock's going to be there or not. So, what do you think this is going to? Where do you think this ends up? This is getting pretty, uh, pretty wild. Uh, you know, I understand they want to do it. It's like, how do they just magically do it? Oh, we're going to make that uh, for that title. Like, Reigns has to lose to lose one of the titles. And it doesn't make his match with a Cody Rhodes or anybody else uh, as big a deal if he goes in with a loss. So, you know, if they want to do something, I, I think they almost have to wait till after WrestleMania to, to to split the belt. To be honest with you, yeah, this is this is going to be intriguing, which makes it Elimination Chamber the last pay per view before the WrestleMania card. Very intriguing. So we will see what happens with that. Yeah, you know, so. and the thing is, yeah, I guess you can have Reigns in some situations lose the belt without losing a match. But I don't know. I think after all these years, I think it's important for him, for somebody to beat him. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for another edition of the Mark Hoke Show. Joe, thank you very much for hanging out. Do appreciate it. And, of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show and MarkHokeShow.com. Download those podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. We're also on the Odyssey app, and we certainly do appreciate you listening there. And subscribe to us on YouTube. We'd appreciate that as well. Guys, thank you so much. Go Bison! North Dakota State takes out South Dakota State today. Have a great morning, Las Vegas. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.